We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hello there. And we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode number 31 for August 3rd, 2020. And our feature topic this week is our favorite Disney merch. Mm -hmm. Um, Merch for people like me who just didn't know until they were explained. Um, stands for merchandise So um, we're going to talk about Some of our favorite Disney merchandise We've gotten over the years And um, and we think it'll be a fun little show So we hope you have fun with it um, But first, before we get into Our uh, feature topic We want to go through some cheddar From the big cheese that we got, right Soph? Right Why don't you take us away with the first Well For any of you sweet tooths out there, like me, you are going to love this one. Over at the Boardwalk Bakery, there is a new Mickey Waffle Ice Cream Sundae, and we have the link to it right here. It includes a regular Mickey Waffle, a chocolate Mickey Waffle, cookies and cream ice cream, I think. Cookie dough. And, yeah. Oh, cookie dough. Sprinkles, whipped cream, and a cherry. And it comes in this amazing bowl that looks like a Mickey Mouse hat. Yeah. And on the front, it says Mickey Mouse Club. Yes. It's kind of old school on the on the on the bowl, Mm -hmm. which I think is kind of neat. And we have no idea. I can get one. Yeah. We have no idea how long this will be around, but I found it in over at Ship and Co. And I thought it was kind of cool to to um, to talk about. So. And then um, over at Animal Kingdom, we've got a new baby being born um, on July 25th. So this baby's birthday is the same as Aunt Robin's. Mm-hmm. Um, Animal Kingdom welcomed a new baby mandrel, which is a type of monkey, I think. Um, and it was born to Mother Scarlet, and the father's name is Linus. And Linus is a first-time father. Um, Oh wow And the mother and the baby Have been bonding And it's been so strong That the the vet team Has not been able to determine If the baby is a boy or a girl yet Because the mom Keeps the baby so close So when they find out What what the um, What the sex of the baby is And what its name ends up being They will report back and announce it So Mhm. All right. Next up we have 
This is a new show that's coming to Disney Plus. And this fall, Disney Plus will have the show The Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, which sounds a lot like something they do with Disney Nature, but I can't wait for it to happen. And it talks about the daily operations of the animal care and vet teams. Yeah, it's um and being being posted um, or produced in conjunction with National Geographic. So mm-hmm. you know it'll be good. And then next up, we also have something very exciting for you Star Wars fans. May the Force be with you. The Mandalorian has received 15 Emmy nominations. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. And you know, Mandalorian will be back. Season 2 starts in October, right, Sophie? Yes, it does. I don't remember the exact date, but um, October isn't that far away. You know, we're only talking two months. So that'll be kind of cool. But that's all the cheddar from the big cheese we've got for this week. So let's move right into our feature topic. You know, Sophie and I were um, talking through the week about what we would have the show about. And we went through a lot of different things. Um, you know, things that we'd already covered. And um, and it got me to thinking, you know, we talked about Disney Springs a while back, but we didn't really talk a whole lot about what our favorite merchandise is, you know, other than mm-hmm. um, in one of our podcasts, you know, when we get back to Disney, Sophie mentioned um, getting some new ears and yep. things like that. So, um, So it seemed like a good idea to talk about what some of our favorite Disney merchandise is. And um, one of my favorites is right here on my hat, is right here on my head, and that would be my Mickey Safari hat. Can you see it okay, Seth? Yep, I can see it just perfectly. You oh, know, and I, there are the wings, Glint. It's okay. There we go. There we go. It kind of, you know, the, the Skype kind of takes it away sometimes. But yeah. um, but it does a good job. You know, I think I rediscovered it. Um, I had just been keeping it as a kind of like a souvenir and not really wearing it. But when we went to Disney this, this you know, last month in, in July, I wore it every single day. And I'm glad I did because I think it really helped a whole lot oh, with, yeah. um, with the heat and keeping the sun off. Mm-hmm. So. But you notice I have tricked it out a little bit. I've put some of my favorite pins on there, but I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, so, so that right there, my Mickey Safari hat, I got it. Um, I can't remember if I got it at Animal Kingdom or over in Adventureland at Magic Kingdom. Do you remember, Soph? I believe you got it at Adv- in Adventureland. Okay. Um, but I really like it. I think it's really kind of cool, and I like how it's Mickey Mouse with the safari motif looking there. And, oh, yeah, um, it looks great. You can also fold up one side like that, um, but that mm-hmm. doesn't work as well. So, so I keep it down. To me, anyway, mm-hmm. it doesn't look as good. But you can truly go like um, like Australian Outback if you if you put the side up. So, yep, and you look so. great in it. Thank you, honey. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, 
So, Sophie, what's one of your favorite things to to acquire at Disney, or what's some of your favorite merchandise? Well, I'm sure that anybody who has watched the recent episodes would completely expect for me to say that it would be my droid, FA9. And while, yes, I do love him, I don't consider him merchandise. I consider him a pet. Yeah, almost part of the family, right, Soph? Mm-hmm. So, of course, my favorite type of merchandise to get is my ear collections, and I don't have all of them with me, but I do have two. One I did not get at the parks because my Aunt Sheila is amazing at making these ears. So this one she made for me herself, and it's a Coco-inspired one. And then another one I got at the park of good long while ago but i love it all the same and these are my pirate ears it looks almost french though you know it does look french but then again there were french pirates that's how we got parlay it was the french there you go <laughs> so um so in addition to those two hold up the other one the coco one again and maybe put it a little closer so that oh. we can if we can get it in the in the shot but oh. Hang on. But it's really kind of cool to look at. You know, you've got you've got the um, characters. Yep. We've got we Ernesto. Go. Uh-huh. And then we've got guitars. Yep. So it's definitely Coco themed specifically. And I really, really love it. Yeah. When did do you remember when she gave it to you? I do believe it was for Jagan's I know that was the flower ones. I do believe it was the year after Jagan's 16th. Okay. It's really cool though. You know, Aunt Sheila mm-hmm. does do a lot of good stuff with those. And um, she's got some process down. I don't know all the details. You know what? We'll Maybe we'll see if she'll tell us how she does it, either on a podcast episode or, mm-hmm. um, or maybe do it... Um, you know, give us a rundown in the On the Road with Mickey group on Facebook. Yeah. Or maybe maybe I can convince her to film, to video one of them, you know? Maybe. I don't of know. Of course, so she many doesn't options. make them often. She makes them for special occasions, so. Right. Yeah, so each one is totally unique. Mm-hmm. So, But that's a good start, so. um. You yeah. know, back on my side of the of the story a little bit, one of the things that we got in uh, when you were younger, Sophie, um, mm-hmm. so it kind of applies to both of us, but one of the things that we got involved in was pin trading. And back then, that was a huge thing. And you can still find pin traders. Um, it's a little oh, bit yeah. weirder now with social distancing and all that. But, um, but pin trading is still very much a big deal. And one of the things I, I'm going to show, let me make sure that I can see how my thing looks, um, is, let's see here. You see, it's hard to, ah, it's hard for me to do it. There we go. Don't there move it. Go. Don't move it. So what you've got is I, I put some of my favorite pins on my hat. Mm-hmm. And so the ones I've got on the on my hat, are um 
my Ellie badge because that bar none is probably one of my favorite badges. Yeah. Um, it's it's you know from from the movie Up, and that was um, how how Ellie welcomed Mr. Fredrickson Carl into the group that they had. So, mm-hmm. and he then later on welcomed Russell with the same type of badge, you know. Yeah, and, and it was wonderful. It was so cool. And then the other things that I have are different pins. One is Donald Duck. One is Pluto. One Daisy is, Duck, I think. One is Daisy Duck. One is Goofy. And one is um, Dale. And these pins are um, in different languages. And what they are is saying 10. They're, they're saying the word 10 spelled out in the language of whatever country they are. So I've got one that's um, that's Mexico, Donald Duck. Of course, it makes sense with the three Caballeros and the mm-hmm. Grand and the um, Grand Fiesta tour. Um, so his as Diaz, and then Pluto is Norway, and it says T T I, which I presume is Norwegian for ten. Um, and then um, Goofy, I'm not sure what country he represents, but it says Kumi, K-U-M-I. Um, um, show me. I'll try and show you. Show me. Back a little bit. It's because it's covering your face, that's why. It's okay. Also, don't forget that I have that Tinkerbell one that fell off your hat. It's still in my bag. Oh, that's one of my other favorite merches. Um, Let me finish real quick. And then I've got Daisy and I've got Dale. And Dale is in, looks like Greece. Um, Hmm. And it just has the Roman, or maybe it's Rome. So it might be Italy, um, Roman numeral X. So for 10, but the whole point of that series is that it was the 10th anniversary of pin trading. And so, um, so 10 years of trading. And I thought that was really kind of a cool way to collect some of the pins, you know, it was, it was an awesome way. Yeah. So what were you going to say? I was going to talk about my lounge fly bag, and this one is a very popular piece of merchandise just because it's so usable even outside the parks. Mm-hmm. And basically, the lounge fly is a mini backpack. I'm sure that if you don't know what it is, then you've been living under a rock. Or you just don't know, um, yeah. but you probably have seen them anyway, right? So Yeah. You've probably seen them around. And do you have yours close by? No, I do not. It is up in my room. But as expensive as they are, they are really worth the prices because they last forever and they're usable almost everywhere. Yeah. I mean, let's see. It's not as big as a regular backpack, but it's big enough to carry everything that you need. When- when did you get yours, Sophie? Do you remember? Um, it wasn't last year. 
Mm-mm, no, no, no. It's been a couple years. I think it's right when Jagan was starting her online shop. Okay. So she and Aunt Sheila were looking for a bunch of Disney merch to buy and sell mm-hmm. on the shop. And Aunt Sheila and I both saw this bag at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. We weren't staying there, I don't think. No, we weren't. We but were it was in. Tree. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was for the Halloween party, I think. No, that was last year. It was. Oh. I don't think we got it last year. I think we got no. it. No. No, we definitely um, either got it the year before last year. or the year before. So, because mm-hmm. it was during one of the last two Thanksgiving trips we made. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, so Aunt Sheila and I both saw it, and Aunt Sheila wanted it too. There was only one left, mm-hmm. and it was at a slightly lower price than the regular lounge flight. The regular lounge flight is like, I want to say, about a hundred dollars. Yeah, hundred dollars, and this one was like seventy, eighty, eighty dollars. Okay. So it was a good deal in my opinion because it was the only deal I, I saw on it. But Aunt Sheila wanted it too, but she still let me have it because it was my first and only lounge fly, and she has tons. Yeah, and not only that, um, you know, you talked about the price, and and I actually was thinking it was in the sixty dollar range, but anyway, that doesn't matter what. What's interesting is that you've had it at least coming up on at least two years. You use it every single day. You carry it everywhere. And and it it doesn't even look faded. It's never been like it's never been worn or used or anything. It's not even faded, but then again it's black, so Yeah. Well actually black fades fast. You know, you still get um you know, you pay more for it, like you said, but you're mm-hmm. getting a lot of usage out of it. And so, yeah. so I definitely, I definitely think that it ends up being a good, a good value long-term, you know, mm-hmm. it's a little bit more upfront, but, but it still ends up being a good value. And that's that, a um, great value. Yeah. That segues over to the purse that mommy has, right? Cause she's got, um, mm-hmm. she's got a Dooney and Burke and it's a cross body bag. Right? Is that what it's called? The little ones? Yep. Crossbody. Okay. And hers, it's a Walt Disney World. Um, I got it for her at, um, I think we got it at Disney Springs. Um, back when it was downtown Disney. So that's been a while since she's gotten it. But um, mm-hmm. but it works really well. And it's got it's such incredible prints. You know, it's, um, I think it's from the collection that was, the original um like the opening day prints of how the characters looked and so forth in 1971 so it's it's a very unique look to it and um and you know she uses that almost every day you know so yeah so it's definitely held up well and it definitely holds its value because like we were talking about with the lounge fly you pay a little bit more but you um you get a really good value in a product that's going to last a long time. So yep, it lasts a really long time. That thing yeah. is amazing. She's worn it to the corners, I think, and it's yeah. been, and she's had it like, what, eight years or something? I would say she's had it at probably. That's a good guess for 
how long mommy's had that because she's she's had it a good long while mm-hmm. um so so those are definitely if you're looking for merchandise and merchandise that you can use and that um that will go with you wherever you need to go and will do what you need it to do then those that sort of merch if you're um into into those sorts of bags is really really a something to consider you know oh like yeah. we said you pay a little bit more up front but you end up getting something that's going to last a long time so mm-hmm. so it's a it's it's a value to me um it really is it's it's amazing it's amazing you know, how long they last and people get on disney because they think that disney makes low quality stuff but they're wrong mm-hmm. yeah it's not low quality you know um i'm not really the merchandise kind of guy a whole lot um so you don't find a whole lot of things i got my hat that i've had forever and i got my pins that um most of them just stay in my pin collection that i just have a case for them um Mm -hmm. my favorites are what i put out um you know but one of the things that we did for this trip and I surprised you girls with was customized magic bands and it's a little bit of merch. They're not that expensive, really. If you wanted to, if you're planning a trip, then um, by all means, take a look at the customizable ones, because I think, you know, you can buy a customizable one for like 10 bucks. So, and you see Sophie's there. Hers is spaceship earth. Spaceship earth. And do you have yours, or is it still over on the table? I Daddy's is a Pirates of the Caribbean one. Yeah, I have mine, and I'm putting it on right now. And I will show it to the screen. Let's see if I can do this. Like, I'm not sure how to do this, because I have the show notes up, too. So, mm-hmm. Just hold it up to the camera. There we go. Yep, we can see it. So it's Pirates of the Caribbean. It looks, to me, I really like it. Because I like the pirate with the the sailing wheel, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. And on the other side of it, it's got, um, let's see here. How's that? It's got just a pirate chest with buried treasure. So, so to me, those kind of things, those kind of things are fun. Um, Mm -hmm. And you know what? That you know, magic bands, generally speaking, they will last. The battery in the magic band will last a couple years, so you can use that over and over again for a while um, before the battery no longer works. And the only unfortunate thing about magic paints is there's no way to replace the battery, but, mm. but it is what it is. And what you can do though, um, afterwards, you, you know, the, the, with this generation of magic bands, the piece that makes the band work, um, the little, little Mickey ear piece, those you can take off. And so you could take them off and keep the band and maybe make some sort of some sort of thing with that or put a new piece in so that it would work 
again, yep. you know, or just wear just wear the band as a bracelet, you know, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of options you can do with them even after the battery is gone. So, but for me, most of my um, most of my Disney merch revolves around my hat and my pins and you know magic bands and stuff like that. Yep. So um, so Sophie, tell me a little bit about some of your other ears that you really like. Well, I this year. This time we went, I got a very special set of ears. Well, I mean, they're not that special, but I really like them because I really like the Mexico Pavilion at Epcot. And these were Mexico-themed ears. And I would go get them, but I don't want to leave the... um, I don't want to leave the camera empty. I should have got them beforehand. But basically, the ears are this sweet bread that they serve in Mexico. And Sheila says it's breakfast bread, and it's got sugar and stuff baked into Uh it. So it's really kind of like a cake with the texture of bread. Okay. And no icing. Why don't you, anyway, go get them? Okay, you just fill the time that I've gone. I will talk about the... um, I will talk about these two buddies I've got over here that are that we've got to ship over to Aunt Sheila. Okay. Okay. Be right back. All right. All right. So while Sophie is doing that, um, I'm going to share with you a couple of the sippers that Sheila and Jagan asked us to purchase. And you probably saw me looking at them and talking about them if you watched some of our live video. But if you missed it, then um, I want to introduce to you. This is Spike the Bee, and he is a sipper, and you can get him at Epcot over at the um, outpost um, between China and, I think, Germany. Um, and he is um, he is a drink sipper, so he comes with a straw, and, um, and what you get for him is either a frozen slushy of either lemonade or Coca-Cola. And that's what he gets served in. And he was $15. So it wasn't a bad investment for getting a, a sipper like that. You know, I, I tease and call it a sippy cup, but it's not a sippy cup. It's definitely not a sippy cup. You're, if your kid turned it over, um, everything would leak out. So, and then, the other one we got, and this one is my favorite, actually, and Sophie's back. The other one we got is the Orange Bird, and he yep. is also a sipper, and he's really cool looking. Um, and you get him at the Citrus Blossom over on your way around towards Canada and UK and so forth. So he's before you get to Canada. Um, mm-hmm. The Citrus Blossom um, he's actually is one of the... Right between the main gate so he's right and the entrance yeah and um and it's just one of the little kiosks for the tastes around epcot and when you buy him he comes with a the equivalent of a creamsicle milkshake so he's orange um creamsicle kind of milkshake and let me tell you, that was a hit, wasn't it, Sophie? That 
That oh, taste. Yeah, oh I loved gosh. it. That was so creamy and so that tasty. That was awesome. And let me tell you, Sophie is not an orange girl. She is not about oranges or anything like that. But that milkshake, we we had two of them, and the three of us um, split it, and mm-hmm. and it was it was perfect. It was really yep. really good. It was so, like candy orange, you know, candy and, oranges. Yeah. Not the mandarin oranges that are covered in sweet and sugar. Not the real ones, but the candy flavor it's for oranges. Jelly. Like yeah. a jelly. Yeah. So anyway, both of those sippers are there during the Taste of Epcot. They are both $15 each. They mm-hmm. both come with the drink. And, and you can pay for just the container, but you still pay the same amount. So you might as well get the drinks. Um, and, um, and you know, they're, they're great little merchandise things. And we're sending these over. Um, and we've got a couple others for Sheila and Jagan. So girls check your it should we'll probably have it to you. It'll be next week. Sorry it's taken us so long to get to mm-hmm. you already. But um but anyway, those two things I was I was really impressed with with how cool they are. So Yep. Well, I have my ears uh-huh. and these are the Mexico ones. They are so cool. As you can see, this is the ear and that is supposed to be like a breakfast bread from what Aunt Sheila calls it. I'm not quite sure what it's actually called, but it's very sweet. I've actually had one before, I think, when my school was celebrating El Dia de los Muertos at my school, so they had sugar loaves, and this is what it represents. And the bow is like a serape pattern. Uh So this is the Mexico ones, and I also got two of my other ears. They're not new, but I love them anyway. These are my diamond mini ears, and they are the only ear I have that does not have a real bow. Like, if it has a bow, it's not real. This one is flat, Mm -hmm. but that's so it can support all the glittery diamonds. Yeah. And did you get that one during the 60th celebration? I did. I got that one over at Disneyland. Yeah, that's what I thought. And these are my swap about ears. I had originally wanted to get another bow for this set, but halfway through the trip, Aunt Sheila told me that they stopped making those two years ago, so the only place I can find the bow I want is on eBay, and it's super expensive. Yeah. I'm sad that they stopped making those. Those were awesome. Those were a hit. Yeah. So we did see some uh, swappable bows, but they were for the little girls, right? Had a much. Yeah, they were like hairpins, like my scrunchie. Right. Yeah. I love this scrunchie. So it wasn't quite the same, but no. that's okay, right? So. Yeah, it's fine. So, so I got these ones instead. Yep, and that's a good choice. I really like those. I think mm-hmm. they're really cool. So how much did those cost for people that want to know? These ones cost $26. Okay. Yeah, and I paid with cash. It's all good. Oh, I know. Um, 
the the point that we're making though is that there's a yeah. little bit of investment there, but yeah, if but you take it's care of them, than... they're gonna last forever, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's so. better than a lot of the other ears I saw because I was actually looking at the prices when I looked on the Shop Disney app. Uh huh. And basically, that one is actually one of the less expensive ones because there were some that were thirty dollars, thirty-five, yeah. that sort of thing. So yeah. It's not it's not the cheapest, but it's not the most expensive either. Right. Okay. So I don't think I have anything else to add to our Disney merchandise. <laughs> I mean I just don't have a whole lot of Disney merch, and it's not something that that captures my yeah. mind a whole lot. But and um, the Disney I think merch we've... that I get is often in the form of these little beauties right here. Yeah. But we've we've had a good discussion. I think we've left people with a lot of different and interesting mm-hmm. things to to try out and maybe consider getting and bringing back with them um, on their next trip. So, um, yeah. So I think it's I think it was a success. So thank you, Sophie. Um, thank you. If you don't have anything else on our on our feature topic, then let's move on to this day in Disney history. What do you say? Okay. Well, I have two di- things of Disney history, both of which are milestones in terms of guests for the Disney parks. Okay. So. In 1960, a little eight-year-old named Raymond Sleeper from Hawaii becomes the 10 millionth passenger to ride Disneyland's train. He nice. takes his historic ride along with Walt Disney himself. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that would be so cool. That yeah, would be would so be. cool. And that only took five years to get 10 million passengers. I know, right? This was in 1960. Disneyland opened in 1955. Yep. And 10th million, Daddy, not 2 millionth. Well, I was going to say 2 million per year, honey. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Yeah. But, yeah. So, that's pretty cool. That's Mm -hmm. pretty cool. And that's a memory he'll never forget. So. Oh, no. So and what's your other milestone? Skip ahead to 1994, where Tokyo Disneyland welcomes its 150 millionth guest. Wow. When did the and, park open? Do you know? Hang on. I'm looking right now. Tokyo Disneyland opened in 1983. They had... And in 19, oh, 1994. I thought you said, I was thinking 1984. I'm like, they had 150 million people in one year. <laughs> nope. But it was, 1994. It was 1994. 1994. Yep. August 3rd, 1994. The 150,000,000th um, guest. Yes. Wow. Does wow, it say anything indeed. about who it was or what they did, if they did anything? No, it does not say. Okay. That's cool, though. You know, 
that's a big deal. And right mm-hmm. now, that that's just those little highlights are, are just kind of cool to me. So yeah, they are. All right. So anything else you have for us? Nope, that's it. Okay. Well, let's move on to this day in Disney history. For August 3rd, 2020. Not this day in Disney history. Listen to me. (laughs) You wanted more and I couldn't deliver. I'm sorry. No, it's nothing. Um, I was thinking this, our Disney who's who character. And this is the character I chose. Um, And... I actually attempted to, to read two characters because they are so intertwined. Oh. And it has to do with my one of my pins. Chippendale. Nope. Nope. Donald my, and Daisy. One of my special pins. My, one of the pins on my hat. Yeah, I and know. All it's those Chippendale. Are, those are all on your. On oh. My hat. Carl and Ellie? Yep, Carl and Ellie. So I love it. I'm going to read both of them. I have one bit of Did You Know About Carl, so I'll read him last. How about that? Okay. So let's talk about Ellie Fredrickson. And in my book, it's Ellie the little girl, not Ellie the wife or the older lady or anything like that. So Yeah. But it says, Ellie met Carl when she was a young girl, and the two instantly became best friends. Ellie Mm -hmm. invited Carl to see her clubhouse, an abandoned house in the neighborhood, and shared with him her dream of visiting Paradise Falls in South America. As they grew up, Ellie and Carl fell in love, and they eventually got married. They even turned their old clubhouse into their new home. Although the two had a happy marriage, they faced many hard times. Through it all, Ellie maintained her sense of adventure and her desire to see Paradise Falls. Sadly, she passed away before they could make the trip. But for Ellie, life with Carl was all the adventure she needed, and she considered her life incredibly well lived yes and then Carl Fredrickson Carl is a shy reclusive grouchy 78 year old who likes routine and regularity each morning he meticulously vacuums every surface and straightens every doily in his home making sure everything is just as his beloved late wife, Ellie, left it. Carl's life is turned upside down when he learns that his home is being sold and he is being sent to a retirement community. Hmm. Determined not to lose the one place that ties him to Ellie, Carl tethers helium-filled balloons to his house and takes off to see the one place he always promised Ellie he would take her. Paradise Falls. But Carl is not alone on his journey. He finds an unexpected companion in his neighbor, Russell, and learns that perhaps it is time to move on with his life after all. So, and of course, we know they made it to Paradise Falls, didn't they? Yes, they did. And then they came back. 
And then they came back and they met Kevin. And Kevin turns out to be a girl. <laughs> and <laughs> Kevin has children. And Kevin loves chocolate. And um, Russell goes snape hunting. Snipe. <laughs> snipe hunting. Not Snape. It's not universal now, is it? <laughs> nope. But did you know, Sophie? You got a guess as to how many balloons propelled the house? I'm going to say a total of 10 million. Not quite that many. Mm-mm. But Carl ties more than 10,000 balloons to his house. Wow. Yep. So that's the only did you know for Carl. But that is our Disney Who's Who characters for August 3rd. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I've got is our Walt Disney quote. And it is on the subject of life. And I thought this um, plays plays well into you in going to school in a little bit. Um, whether it's online to start or when you get in person. But um, since you're talking about movies and film and all that, um, this applies to you, Sophie. And Walt Disney said, and I quote, Deeds, deeds rather than words, express my concept of the part religion should play in everyday life. I have watched constantly that in our movie work, the highest moral and spiritual standards are upheld, whether it deals with fable or with stories of living action. So Walt Disney was very big on on his Christian walk, and he wanted to make sure mm-hmm. that the movies he made represented that and kept the best moral compass for people that were watching them. So... I think that's really kind of a cool reminder. Mm -hmm. So, so that is all I've got for us this week. Anything else that you want to, you want to close this out with? Nope. That's, I'm good. Okay. Well, then I will close by saying that On the Road with Mickey is sponsored by Tech Solutions NC and Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis. If you have any computing needs, reach out to Tech Solutions NC. You can find them at techsolutionsnc.com or on Facebook. And if you have any travel needs, reach out to reach out to me on email at mike at pixievacations.com or on my Facebook page, Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis. So thank you, Sophie, for joining me. And um and For everyone, we will see you next week. Thank you for listening, and we will see See you on on the road. So thanks, Sophie. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.